The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Good afternoon, welcome to Man in Line on Max Radio. Seven minutes past twelve. Yes, there is uh, well a yellow weather warning on until two o'clock, and then an amber warning after two o'clock. The yellow one is for coastal overtopping. The whole of Douglas Promenade, Laxey Prom, Ramsey Prom, Derby Haven, and to a lesser extent Castletown Prom and Shore Road in Russian. That's the yellow uh, weather warning, but there is also an amber uh, weather warning, which is on uh, from today until 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. That's for snow, persistent snow across the island from this afternoon. So just be aware of that. There's a high risk of disruption to travel and perhaps for power and communication. So just uh, uh, be aware of all that. Um, And uh, messages in today... uh, Lots of things being cancelled, lots of things uh, not happen, um, but uh, the uh, Onkin Young Conservatives have cancelled their meeting until next week. Well, uh, but the... Um, uh, the whole point about the Young Farmers is off, okay? The Young Farmers opening concert tonight is off, uh, so even the Young Farmers um, uh, uh, cops it. But a message in regarding uh, the... Apparently, somebody's saying there's no gritters out. Uh, there have been gritters out. They've been spotted. So if you can tell me where... And if you want to just report where the snow is or where it's worst at the moment, uh, Douglas at the moment hasn't copped much, but certainly as you get uh, higher up uh, than it is all happening. Uh, and can somebody tell me, <laughs> said D in Colby, uh, what was the school bus doing in Glen Road, Colby, waiting for children? as it is a snow day today and uh, uh, no children at school today. So if, you're, if you've are got an enforced day at home with your offspring, hello, welcome to Man in Line. If you haven't listened for a while, this is what we get up to. David's first on. Hi, David. Hi, Andy. I just wonder, because uh, it is a snow day and there's not much snow in Onken, I can tell you that for a fact, it's a lot of rain, but is your uh, uh, listenership figures now through the roof? Because of today. Because, well, we hope so. Well, I, I hope that some younger people may come on, younger than me anyway. But I wanted to have a kickoff regarding the dentists, where there's 3,000 on the list. And uh, the health service are uh, not spending too much money about it. And I just wonder, where a dentist has a list of uh, customers, what that's what they are, do they get paid by the people that's on that list or the, the number they treat? Uh, I think uh, Laurie Hooper was talking about it's UDA, Units of Dental Activity, I think is what they're paid by. Right. So that means probably you've got to have the customers in the chair working on them, I presume. Yeah, presumably. And as you say, nearly 3,000 people are on the NHS dental waiting list. Yeah. And I remember Stu Peters before he went into Parliament. I just wondered, he might be listening to see whether, because he couldn't get on the dentist for a long time. And I just wondered now he's a parliamentarian. Did he get on the list? 
Uh, you wonder, don't you? I mean, they still do. The, I mean, the emergency NHS dental uh, service is still on Kensington Road, isn't it? So if you're in yeah. pain, you can go there. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, uh, to do with health, a good part of that is your dental hygiene, isn't it? Uh, and I can say for a fact, uh, when uh, COVID happened, I was, I was cancelled and I've not had anything back from them to say um, I'm back on the list I'm, I'm an active person. And if you don't have your checkup done, they cross you off the list. So, Is that so? You know, if you don't pitch up? Yeah, you get, you get crossed out, which I, I think is a bit stupid because... It, people will suffer then, isn't it, when you get into later life too, if you don't get those checkups. Well, they always, it, I don't know if well, you recall, but it was certainly before COVID, there was a the big thing about heart disease and saying one of the things that causes heart disease is poor oral hygiene and that you should yeah. have your teeth checked because, um, you know, if you get uh, gum disease or stuff like that, then yeah. uh, that's one of the causes of heart problems. Yeah, now the other one I want to throw out, because it's one of my pet hates too, and I went got in touch with uh, Mr. Allison regarding it in the Department of Enterprise there, is we're not in the UK. Now, that, my pet hate is coming up again where insurance companies, all these people are, are making an excuse now because all less they classify us in the Outer Hebrides. And we're across from Liverpool. And I just wondered, is there anybody in the government is charged with saying what the Isle of Man is, where we are, we use currency, we speak a, a language which is English. Well, you a, wonder where where that comes, uh, whose department, whether that will be Enterprise, Home Affairs or Treasury. Yeah, well, I thought it would be a bit of it. Enterprise should definitely be the one. And there should be so, some uh, person in, in Parliament there now, because I don't know what old jobs they've got now, and I've tried to, get, to work them out, but I can't get there. Is there should be somebody like, and if I could just say it, what Alan Bell and Jeff Corkers used to do when they were in there, every time they went somewhere, you knew where the Isle of Man was, or they knew where we were. And then the success was one of the issues where we got on the map. Remember the Northwest? You bet. The Isle of Man. Yeah, yeah. And the news readers read us out now, and they say, uh, they don't give us much news, but they say they tell us where there's going to be um, uh, poor weather and stuff like that. And I'm not going to go on to the, the issue to do with the school at the QE2 and sex education. But we've had a massive hit, and it's quiet. There's nothing from our to defend our issue and get that um, uh, situation resolved and say, this is not going to happen. Listen to them in the UK all the time now on on the television and Sumac getting involved there. And what are we doing? We're just sitting back and relaxing, aren't we? I wonder, and, and also I seem to remember, I'm trying to remember, who was the senior civil servant who went absolutely everywhere with Alan Bell? I think it was, was it Della Fletcher when there, the, yeah. the formidable yeah. Della? Yeah. And uh, yeah. she made sure that Alan Bell went to see absolutely everybody morning, noon and night. Yeah, well, I'll tell you a little secret I had when I met Alan Bell. He told me, uh, it could have been a Treasury Minister as well at the time, he said to me, if you're going across, and I never went on big trips, I'll tell you that for a fact, 
but he said when you're in the UK just spend Manx coinage because it takes about two or three years for, to come back <laughs> so <coughs> if everybody wants to do that make sure you're going into these machines and whacking them in there because it takes forever it's good for treasury alright alright thanks for that that's today, today's tip thank you yes take Manx coins and put them in coin operated machines in the UK where's the snow says James blanket school closures no snow in the capital schools should be open uh, businesses affected because people are staying home to mind their children uh, I think this is madness so wh- why is this well we don't quite know do we uh, I mean there's lots of coastal overtopping going on and we'll see how much snow actually arrives uh, I kind of think they're kind of damned if they do damned if they don't uh, if there's a lot of snow arrives in uh, mid-afternoon today and everywhere's closed and they had been at school maybe people will be saying why what do you think about that point uh, that David was saying? The fact that constantly, uh, and still, I suppose it's not as bad as it used to be, um, but uh, whether people in the UK actually know where the Isle of Man is and are familiar with it. Remember, they get bombarded with political messages and advertising messages all day long. Uh, and we, to some extent, are a bit of an afterthought. We know the Isle of Man really well. We, knew it, we understand it. We understand the politics, the Constitution. We know where we are. We know we've never been in the UK, aren't in the UK. But lots of people in the UK actually don't know that. They're unfamiliar with it. And let's face it, some people come to the Isle of Man and they're still not familiar with it. So do you think that's something we should do? We adopt the Alan Bell, Jeff Corkish uh, model. Yes, it's been revealed nearly 3,000 people on the island are on waiting lists for NHS dental treatment. Now, Manx Care says 12 people on average were added to the list every day in February for various reasons, including patients moving dental surgeries, wanting to move to NHS from private care, or because they were deregistered due to lack of attendance. Now, this comes at a time when less than 2% of Manx Care's total budget goes towards dental and orthodontic care. So £2 in every 100 Christian Jones has been speaking to the DHSC Minister Laurie Hooper, MHK, but first an NHS dentist raised several concerns about the whole question. The island is in this terrible mess, and it is a mess purely because of bad management and poor procurement of contracts that were given to practices that shouldn't have had them, and it's been seen to have wasted money and not provided the services that they were meant to provide, thus not giving the people of the Isle of Man value for money or even care of their health, I think is absolutely disgraceful. If you have an agreement with the um, health authority that you can underperform by a certain percentage but still get the full amount of money, what are you going to do? Are you going to perform to the maximum or are you going to underperform? These practices have also been given bonuses as well. I, I just cannot understand how the Manx government can stand by and look at the way one of their departments is acting and behaving in such an unscrupulous way.
Dr James Garrett speaking there and we asked Health Minister Laurie Hooper about these issues and he told us while he shares some concerns, he's baffled by the idea of bonuses being given. So I know that they are not dispersed geographically in a sensible or fair way. Uh, I also uh, don't think they're charged equally across the island. So we are, or rather Manx Care, are looking to move all of our dental providers onto a new dental contract. My understanding is only three of the providers have moved onto this new contract. The rest are, are holding on uh, to the old agreements, which obviously must suit their purpose. So I think moving on to the new contract is, is one way of trying to improve the way the dentist contracts are managed, make sure we get better value for money, make sure we're delivering in, in line with our island plan and with the other objectives that we've got. Do dental practices get bonuses at all? Uh, no. Not that I'm, I've never come across that, that phrase in terms of uh, dental practices on the Isle of Man. So what we do know is the allocation of so-called units of dental activity, the system by which NHS dental practices are paid according to, may not be entirely fair. However, according to Dr Tracy Bell, NHS contracts that have already been handed out are perpetual, meaning they can never be ended. So it's ended up that there are these NHS contracts that I describe to people, they're sold like taxi blades. So i.e., if we get three or four young dentists that come back to the Isle of Man, they will never be given the opportunity that the Isle of Man gave me because they would have to go and buy one of these licences. And the licences, um, effectively, very valuable. Freedom to flourish. Well, not in dentistry. You have to have a big wad of cash to buy a contract of somebody else, and that's not fair. Minister Hooper says his knowledge of contract law isn't perhaps as up to scratch as it should be, but he believes contracts between government or Manx Care and third parties can always be terminated. But what's Mr Hooper's reaction to the claim that contracts are being flipped and sold like taxi plates? I think any government arrangement like this should be done on a fixed term or a limited term basis. You wouldn't want to give essentially a blank check to any dental provider. And equally, you'd want to make sure that the providers that you're partnering with are fit and proper. I don't think uh, private practice on the Isle of Man is regulated strongly enough, not just in terms of dentistry, but elsewhere. So it's one of the reasons we're bringing through an updated regulation of care bill to make sure that we regulate, properly regulate and register all private and public uh, medical services on the Isle of Man. So at, at present, there is very little in the way of regulation of, of dentistry services other than through the contractual arrangements. Earlier, Doctor... There he is. Laurie Hooper talking about dentistry on the Isle of Man. NHS dentistry. I just want to ask you, are you on a waiting list? How long have you been on an NHS waiting list for dental treatment? And, uh, I mean... Are there enough dentists on the Isle of Man? That's the first thing. The the fact that it's less than 2% of Manx Care's bill and the fact that dentistry fits into the overall healthcare provision and it's really important. It's really important for children and really important for older people as well because good oral hygiene is important, particularly in formative years and later on in life. So what do you think? Well, you heard Tracy Bell and James Garrett talking about NHS dentistry and this uh, story about units of dental activity. We'll get to the bottom of it, but if you've got anything you'd like to uh, put into the pot and stir, by all means, get in touch. Text, email, call, WhatsApp. Can somebody explain the difference between suicide and assisted dying? Because in my mind, they're the same, says John in Farmhill. Uh, they're trying to push a bill, uh, bill through, uh, but... Uh, Uh, for assisted dying, but obviously the other is a big no-no. Well, we are coming up with a suicide strategy on the Isle of Man. 
Uh, and obviously assisted dying, this is Dr. Allenson's private member's bill that is going through. He was on Man in Line last week, talked about it, said he didn't expect it. I mean, in that he said he wasn't arrogant enough to think it would go through come what may. He's uh, going to put it through and uh, members of Tim will be, will be deciding on this as to whether it goes. And if an assisted dying bill, there are many people who are for it and there are many people who are against it. And if you've got a thought on the matter, both of them are very serious subjects. Uh, Suicide is extremely serious. Assisted dying is extremely serious. However, we do have a palliative care provision on the Isle of Man, the Isle of Man hospice. Now, you could argue, is that assisted dying? Because inevitably, death will come to all of us. But any thoughts on the matter? I'd appreciate if you have a thought you'd like to share it with us. You can call, text, email, WhatsApp, whatever you want to do. But I've not been able to see a dentist for two and a half years, says uh, 692. My appointment two years ago was cancelled. The dentist left. Uh, My appointment a year ago was also um, uh, cancelled. So um, uh, what do I do? So, says Dave, we've allegedly been trying to attract dentists with no success for two years. What happens if any of the extra 5,000 workers turned up? Well, everything is joined up. And uh, much as the chief minister says, you know, you need to stop concentrating on the 15,000 extra people, concentrate on the 5,000 workers. We have to have the infrastructure and the provision for people to live, work and also to lead a healthy life on the Isle of Man. That includes dentists. I've got more snow in my freezer, says Big G. Not much of a snow day. Well, <laughs> um, the Gritters just went past Port Sodrick at 10 past 12 on the El Castle Town Road, heading towards Douglas, uh, says Buster. Hi, Buster. Good to hear from you. Uh, wet snow in Onkin, not sti- sticking. The Gritters were in Upper Onkin, Birch Hill, about 11 o'clock this morning, says 938. And Bob the Builder <laughs> says, it's a good job the Manx government isn't running Alaska. Uh, it took me years to get a dentist, says Pat223, after my dentist retired. I got on the Ramsey Smile Clinic list. I've had a couple of treatments before COVID, but since COVID and up to today, I've had no contact or response from the Ramsey Smile Clinic, despite me sending emails and voice messages. So I think I've been taken off the list. Why are so many health facilities now insisting on leaving messages or emails instead of just picking up the phone? Uh, G says, why is the government not reducing the civil service, reducing government pay and pension burden while maintaining tax revenues from workers moving into hundreds of new jobs? Well, Chief Minister's going to be on man in line uh, three or four weeks time I think Alfred Cannon will be on Man in Line and this is a long held um, kind of idea and carrot that's held out in front of us about reducing the size of government it happened certainly during Mr Bell's tenure as Chief Minister uh, but uh, it went back up again why are there no school dentists? There should be at least visiting dentists available to all our schools, says D and S. Snowing in Foxdale at the moment, but not laying at the moment. The winds are picking up, says Keith, our snow reporter in Foxdale. Well, the government can't win, says Michelle on 684. If they close the schools, they're wrong. And if they don't, they're wrong. 
It's less than uh, 10 years ago, under a similar weather forecast, school stayed open and there was a mad rush to get the pupils home safely after lunch. And they were then criticised for opening, says Michelle. Uh, now you know the dilemma facing uh, government departments. Uh, why are people, Phil out west, why are people whinging about schools closing today? It's currently snowing hard in Peel and the forecast is to worsen. Imagine come two o'clock and it becomes unsafe to drive, children stuck at school, risk of accidents on the roads. So well done, the education department. People need to wind their neck in, says Phil out west on 385. Um, uh, you mentioned that people come here to live and don't know we're part of the UK. Well, we might as well be part of the UK, says 399. The new election bill going through the UK Parliament that only uh, that not only uh, is about voter ID, but anyone who has been a UK resident at any point. If you register once, you'll be able to vote for life in the UK. Uh, general election. So instead of current status where you can vote up to 15 years after leaving the UK, so any Manx resident totally disenfranchised. One man, one vote. Alabama should be bringing in counter-legislation either banning any new residents from voting elsewhere or compulsory voting. Otherwise, what's the point of our government? Why should new residents take any interest in our government or the Alabama? Despite the fact we have no representation at Westminster, people could still vote in the UK I can't have two votes so why should they I think it's wrong says 399 Howard's with us now hi Howard hello Andy um, just going back quite a number of years and I will quote this particular practice it was Tracy Bell at the time um, over 15 years and I was on her patient list I was one of her um numbers that were in the, the practice. Anyway, after I've been in for treatment one day, she said, well, I'll be the last, she says, that you'll be getting on the NHS. I'm changing over now uh, to a dent plan. And that was an insurance-based um, dental treatment. And I'm saying over 15 years ago or more, she quoted me £18 a month per month. That's a lot of money if you're not getting any treatment. You'd have to go uh, a couple of three times a year or more to get a return. And that's not saying that the insurance company are going to pay it. But how many other practices have gone onto the dent plan and left the NHS? So, you know, you're paying a premium, just like Booper and things like that. But I mean, then, how do you blame them? Uh, well, they seem to have a fairly lucrative market with the government, and that is a guaranteed. But um, a lot of the dentists just want to make a, a small fortune out of it. Uh, uh, we went, we left that practice, and we went with another dentist who was based in it, and I've been with him ever since. And the service we get from him, although we uh, pay personally what we have to have, his service is excellent, and I wouldn't fault him one, one iota. But 15 years ago, for me to be quoted £18 a month for any dental treatment I needed, um, and that would have been increased now to some astronomic sum, known the insurance companies, and the price is just like your veterinary bills. They go up in price, and insurance follows them, then they go up in price, and that's what would have happened. But 
the question to be asked is how many people, how many practices have moved to Dent Plan and left the NHS? And are they still receiving money from the NHS, or as we call it, um, to subsidise their practices? So, I mean, would they do be doing NHS work? I mean, they'd have to be doing NHS work, wouldn't they, to get NHS money? Yes, but does that man ask before, uh, how many do they uh, work to the maximum or just do the minimum and uh, get their money for the contract? Um, there are ways of doing all these things, but um, that would be a nice to learn. It would be like having a, a second job. You're getting your money in from the insurance companies and the Manx government are paying you, you know, to keep things running. Mm-hmm. So, and they'll be subsidising your premises, your staff and everything. Okay. All right, thanks, Howard. Okay, take care. All right, good to hear from you. Uh, Debbie says, uh, Andy, I came to the Isle of Man 15 years ago, applied for an NHS dentist, never, never been offered a place. I pay for Denplan because I don't get an NHS place. Our grandson, says Margaret, has been on the dental list for four years. He was telephoned about two years ago to say he had a dentist. They then left. He hasn't managed to get a dentist since. Yet there's an emergency dentist, but preventative health is hugely important, says Margaret, not just emergency. Uh, Jules says, my NHS dentist is on Woodburn Road. Very good. See them regularly. Great service. I've just driven back from Douglas to Ramsey, back via Kurt Michael. Douglas to Ramsey via Kurt Michael. The west of the island has got heavy snow. Douglas is just rain at the moment. Jill in a wet balasalar. When I moved down south, I stayed with my oncom practice, but having mobility problems, I go to a dentist just around the corner. It was NHS. NHS went private, so I now have to pay, says Jill on 502. Thank you, Jill. Bonzo's on now. Hi, Bonzo. Hello there, yes. Um, I'm just wondering now whether to comment on, on the world of dentistry, but I think I'll park that and go to uh, what I was originally going to speak about, which is about civil service numbers. Now, um, Yes, uh, somebody will say, oh, he's an old civil servant. Of course he'll say that. No, it's not a question of that. Um, Just listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. Now, we had all these cuts in the civil service under Bell, under the time of Bell-Tier austerity, after the the VAT hole, uh, with the UK unilaterally renegotiating our our, uh, revenue-sharing agreement which then has resulted in, in uh, FERSA, as we have now. Um, okay, so all those people went off headcount, went off, um, sorry, the employment. Right? But they, they then, under Quail, reappeared, because those jobs still needed to be done. They reappeared again, as headcount, but they weren't civil servants. They were contractors, they were uh, temps, um, they were consultants. And so, of course, you didn't have all those pension costs and, and, and various other things, but you had the agency fees or the larger fees for being essentially temporary as a consultant. So, even though headcount was reduced, no, sorry, even though for employment establishment, 
was reduced, as in the number of actual civil servants employed by the civil service, uh, uh, and they'll get a civil service pension, etc., are this number. But the amount of people actually we have employed within the sort of civil service roles is that plus this bit. Um, and it actually costs more. So one of the things about bringing things in-house and making these civil service numbers bigger is not about, oh, let's bring back, uh, bring back our chums and give them all feather-bedded posts and uh, sort of sit there and, and uh, play Candy Crush or something all day. It's because those jobs need to be done, and it is actually cheaper to bring them back in-house. Brian was on a couple of days ago talking about reducing and cost-cutting and what have you, and the fact that business, and particularly over the past 10 years, Bonzo, business has um, engaged in some quite um, quite um, uh, extensive cost-cutting and cutting numbers of jobs. And you'll be forgiven, um, people will be forgiven for asking, why, why can't the state sector do that? Why can't they go paperless? Why can't they do everything remotely? There are various legal obligations about maintaining paper, and indeed private companies uh, now maintain paper in uh, a larger way than, than they did with the uh, you know, move of delayering and the paperless office. I mean, the paperless office is about as possible as paperless toilet. Uh, yes, I know there's a Japanese one, but let's, uh, let's just bypass that for a moment. Um, yeah, even they have found that going to a small core staff and then contractorizing uh, and temping, even they have found that has become progressively more and more expensive, and it's cheaper to bring things in-house. Not only is it cheaper in terms of uh, the amount of money that they're having to expend at any one time, but also it preserves um, institutional knowledge, rather than just have people coming in sort of every 12 months or something and then going off away again to do something else, and then you get a new person who's got to try and bed in and um, work everything. If you've got someone there for four years, they know what they're doing. Uh, there was a very crude um, kind of expression or, or a crude way of thinking a few years ago, um, uh, Bonzo, which was people who worked in the state sector didn't get paid very much but had a job for life and a pension at the end of it. People in the private sector were subject to the vagaries of the market, often got paid better but could get sacked a lot sooner. Um, and that seems to have uh, it's become a bit more fuzzy these days. Well, quite, because um, you know, quite apart from the job for life, which, well, it wasn't, actually, and, and, and never was. I mean, even, in, even in my time, there was annual personal assessment. And if people you know, were performing below par, they were then sort of put on special measures. And if they didn't um, you know, start performing, then they you know, were shown the door. So that's a, another myth. I mean, that was going on. Those kind of performance reviews were introduced in the 80s in, in the UK. So I'm not quite sure whether they, they should have come across with the reforms to the civil service in the, in the pool report, I think, you know, in the early 90s. Um, so, yeah, you know, th there is that. But also with that, you get the ethos of the civil service. Yes, and you have something of a service discipline rather than it being a job that somebody turns up to nine to five. 
Okay. All right. Uh, we appreciate that, Bonzo. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Good Bye. to hear from you. I just want to go back to uh, what Laurie Hooper was saying. About, oh, first of all, I just say this is in from John just to say no need to close Castle Russian High School. Take the train from Douglas to Castletown. The trains are running tomorrow, are they? Uh, walk through town into school. Here's a note in uh, just from. Uh, a note, a copy of a message I received from a local retailer, says 399, uh, just had visitors in on a coach trip who were very dissatisfied. 25 minutes walk to town, uh, no trams running, um, uh, and when they visited Castletown yesterday, visited the museum, half the displays were empty. What's going to happen with Visit Isle of Man? If we have visitors over today, I do hope they're having a good time. So what happens, just going back to Laurie Hooper, DHSC uh, minister, and could a newly qualified dentist come over and start doing NHS work on the element? If we're short of dentists, and there are dentists who are qualified who perhaps want to come here, could they start doing NHS work? It would be. So there's nothing, as far as I'm aware, that would prevent a registered dentist from setting up a dental practice on the Isle of Man. Uh, whether they'd access NHS contracts or not comes back to the UDA allocation. So if we have already fully allocated the budget from the government, actually, if we needed to allocate more, we would need to allocate more funding to it. And that's the kind of million-dollar question in terms of that needs assessment. So if we can identify that there is a gap, so say, for example, we know we need 200,000 UTAs instead of what we're already providing, perhaps it's the case that we then do need to find some more resource to increase the number of UDAs on offer, and then there would be a new contractual round that wouldn't just up the existing contracts. You might go offer uh, new contracts then to new, new providers who may be interested in participating. Now, looking at the waiting lists, 2,789 people are waiting according to Manx Care, but NHS dentists don't believe that's a wholly accurate figure. I think that if you kind of do a, a, a proper survey, you'll find out that the waiting lists are a lot greater than that. I think it's personal more but I do I believe that the list is far longer than what they're even they're saying there. So what does Mr Hooper say to the claim that if a full survey was carried out the waiting list would be significantly higher? Um, it's a hard thing to ask about really I mean if the FOI says that's the waiting list that's the waiting list I would imagine there will be people who aren't on an NHS waiting list. One of the reasons that the department is proposing to do uh, what we're calling a needs assessment or so a dental needs assessment for the island to essentially ask the question what level of dentistry provision should we have? Uh, how does that compare to what we're currently providing for and how do then do we look to close the gap between the Manx Radio invited Manx Care to respond to some of the issues raised, but they declined. And as soon as we hear from Manx Care, we'll tell you all about it. The question is, is it a right to expect NHS dentist uh, dental treatment? I mean, is it something that you should expect? And if you expect it, what happens if you don't get it, if you can't get an NHS dentist? And now we all know what a UDA is, a unit of dental activity, and that's where the money is. This morning's boat, the 8.45 Tahitian, was cancelled. Consequently, there'll be new 2.15 back from Hesham. Uh, to Douglas this evening. Tonight, 7.45 is subject to disruption or cancellation to give the sailing every opportunity to take place. The final decision will be made by the master at half past five this evening. So if that uh, involves you and your life, then tune into Manx Radio as soon as we know, you'll know. Crossroads is proud to have taken over the runnings of the Manx Workshop. Providing paid employment for the disabled, the Manx Workshop makes a range of high-quality products. Everything from trophy engraving to garden benches. The Manx Workshop have a rich history of working on the island for over 30 years, and Crossroads is proud to have them on board. See crossroadsiom.org to find out more. Call 
world of Spring Valley, the island's largest one-stop stationery shop, including an unrivaled selection of whiteboards, cork and novelty notice boards for home or office, and a full range of really useful storage boxes, including the latest neon colour collections. At Office World, we have thousands of your favourite stationery items, including the largest selection of printer inks in stock on island. Office World at Spring Valley. See Facebook for our latest offers. Office World! At Ironman Energy, we have products and services to help customers manage and reduce their energy usage. From smart home thermostats that allow you to control your heating and hot water from your phone or smart speaker, through to the latest ultra-efficient boilers that use less energy and are available with extended payment terms over five years and warranty included. Find out more at islandmanenergy.im or call 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. T's and C's apply. When you need a fitting memorial or headstone for a loved one, contact Manx Memorials in Peel. This long-standing family-run Manx company offer a wide range of granite and marble headstones and memorials, along with an island-wide inscription and renovation service. Manx Memorials skilled professionals will take the time to help you choose a suitable memorial, and we're proud to say we'll beat other local quotes. Call 843-861 or email matthew at manxmemorials.co.uk. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Passed by 17 minutes before one this Thursday lunchtime. Peter's with us now. Hi, Peter. Oh, hello, Andy. It's Peter Murkos here. Um, I was very heartened to hear on the radio this morning that uh, there is a suicide prevention strategy that I believe is going to come before the government. My immediate thought is this that it should lead, therefore, the first element of the strategy should be to drop the assisted dying bill, so-called, because that is a bill for assisted suicide. This is a point that I've made very clear when the debate was going on, the consultation, that the only way in which the bill will, in fact, change the law is to amend the 1981 Criminal Law Act, and that is uh, Section 2.1, which created the offence of aiding and abetting a suicide. The bill is quite clear. The whole proposal, it's absolutely clear that what this bill is about is assisted suicide, despite its name, and therefore it is completely in conflict with the suicide prevention strategy. And I think that point needs to be understood by everyone concerned. Uh, so, I mean, do you think that um, the the assisted dying bill, so in any way, and again, I have to choose my words very carefully, so yes, forgive I me if I, 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 I mean, do you think the assisted dying bill legitimizes suicide? Well, it makes it easy, doesn't it? Because obviously it, it puts that idea into people's minds that they can commit suicide. And yet here, here you've got um, a complete nonsense. On the one side, you've got very properly a, a strategy to prevent suicides. On the other side, we've just had a consultation which is likely to lead to more suicides on the assisted, it's calling it assisted dying bill. Now, could I just add one other thing? It has been well established in law that the name that you give to a bill or the name you give to a subject does not necessarily mean that in law that is what it is. 
Um, it was said as long ago as 1985 in a case called Street versus Mountford that if you insist on calling a three-pronged garden instrument a spade, it still remains a fork, despite the fact that by the way you've described it has been a misdescription. And so really, the assisted dying bill is a misdescription. It should properly be called, because of its content, assisted suicide, and that is completely at variance and completely in conflict with this uh, very worthy and much very commendable strategy to prevent suicides. Uh, what would you what say, sorry, Peter, what would you say? I mean, we've had very lucid, very responsible people on, on Man in Line who say that if their life becomes unbearable, they themselves would avail themselves of the opportunity if this bill were to become law. Well, I still don't see how that can justify the bill because the Manx, from this particular strategy that's come along, the strategy, the declared strategy, is to prevent it. Now, I don't see the logic of how, on the one hand, you have a strategy to prevent something, and then you have another strategy, which in certain circumstances is going to promote it. Now, if someone can explain to me the logic in that, uh, then they're cleverer than I am. And I'm sure that there's not words in the English language that can really explain that complete contradiction. And I'm sure the public must be absolutely baffled at what exactly is going on with regard to the government of this country. OK, I appreciate your calling today, yeah. Peter. Thanks for Thank that. Thank you, then. All yeah, right. Bye-bye. It's 13 minutes before one. The mountain roads currently closed due to the weather conditions. The road was shut overnight as the snow began to fall on high grounds. Temperatures are low. Uh, Faultywell and Benning Potter are also closed as well. There is an amber weather warning for snow uh, in place from midday till 6 tomorrow and a yellow weather warning for snow and ice and coastal overtopping uh, is in place as well. Afternoon appointments for Manx Care uh, are taking place. Well, sorry, morning appointments took place, but all face-to-face Manx Care appointments are being cancelled uh, this afternoon. Some appointments will take place over the phone. Maternity appointments are also affected, and Manx Care say that uh, any woman due to give birth will be contacted. It's not nice to know. GP appointments are going ahead unless you're told otherwise by your practice. Uh, stay tuned to Manx Radio. And by the way, if you could tell us, in fact, if you've got some photos of some snow, you can WhatsApp the photos to it. Don't send that by text, but WhatsApp on 166177 or email them to studio at manxradio.com. Any snow photos? King-size beds for the price of a double. Free pillows and a mattress protector with every purchase. And amazing savings on the finest brands. No, you're not dreaming. This month, it's a sleep spectacular at Lifestyle Furniture. From divine divans to luxurious mattresses from the world's leading manufacturers, discover the bed of your dreams in our sleep sanctuary. Sleep spectacular at Lifestyle Furniture. Find us at Snugborough Trading Estate Union Mills. After more than 45 years trading, Pasco's will be closing. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank all our loyal customers for their support over the years and invite everyone to come and find a great bargain in our closing down sale with everything from fridge freezers and washing machines to kettles and vacuum cleaners. All stock must go. Pasco's is open Monday to Friday and all day on Saturday. We look forward to seeing you soon at Pasco's of Tremode, the island's premier electrical retailer. 
people of the Isle of Man, are you thinking of buying or selling a home? Well, wait! You need to talk to the conveyancing team at LVW Law. LVW Law! They've over 20 years of experience and know what they're talking about. They're friendly and efficient. Do not buy or sell a property without calling LVW Law on 836757. For a no-obligation quote, LVW Law. EPS just finished painting our house, and we're delighted with the results. Very impressed with the speed, quality, and standard of work. We would recommend EPS highly. House looks like new. Brilliant job from start to finish. EPS, transforming properties island-wide with a revolutionary Protex wall covering system. Guaranteed for 10 years. Visit eps.company for details. There's a waiting list, but it'll be worth it. A good job well done. Thank you, EPS. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good afternoon. Thanks for uh, joining Manx Radio this lunchtime. Uh, the weather is a little iffy, but we'll uh, stick together and make the most of it. And uh, hopefully this will be the last of it as we head towards Easter. Well, the good news is the Red Arrows are back for TT this year. Uh, Department of Enterprise have confirmed that the Red Arrows will be um, on on Thursday, the 8th of June at 7.30. Uh, following on from the Red Arrows, they're also going to be on Friday the 9th of June will be a firework display at 11 o'clock 11 in the evening so the uh, Red Arrows Thursday 8th of June at half past 7 and uh, the TT fireworks Friday 9th of June at 11 o'clock John dropped me a note just to say Andy listen note that the the home electric vehicle charging for home electric vehicle charging the increase from July will be 100% from 12p per kilowatt to hour to 24p per kilowatt hour that's double the cost to charge your vehicle is that what going green is about thank you John for that so a hundred percent increase for home electric vehicle charging Hi, Andy, says David on 425. It's the 10th anniversary of the big snow of 2013. Nice. Uh, If I go private for dentistry, do I get a tax rebate, says 839? I think you've got two hopes, none and Bob. So uh, here's a message. Um, I don't think the public realise how much it costs to set up and run a dental practice, says 475. We have a three-chair practice, and our operating costs are £1,500 per day. So that's what we have to pay out, whether we see a single patient or not. Days like today, when you get a lot of cancellations, is a nightmare. We still have to pay 1500 quid a day. Owning a practice isn't as lucrative as people may think, says that texter on 475. It's interesting, isn't it? I don't know whether it's the old green-eyed monster, uh, but remember, dentists have to be paid. Dental nurses have to be paid. Reception staff have to be paid. They have to run it. And the money has to come from somewhere. So uh, ditto with opticians. I mean, opticians, um, whether it's a, a, a kind of uh, a myth that opticians are, you know, rich as creases, uh, they're not. 
And they'll tell you that. And they do tell you that. And the same with dentists. It's my belief that the government wants Kroger to succeed, but they won't say so, says Texter 313. The way the reserves have been spent in the budget suggests that they're hoping for a windfall top-up, says Gaz. Well, coincidentally, uh, Richard Hubbard from Kroger's going to be our man in line on Monday. So it's now five years. It'll be five years in October since Kroger got the licence for that particular part of the seabed. And Richard Hubbard, the MD, chief exec of um, Kroger, will be on Man in Line on Monday. If you've got anything you want to chat to Mr Hubbard about, Kroger say not a penny of public money. They don't need any of your money. They're going to fund it entirely themselves. 5% of the gas that they extract will be uh, sent to the Isle of Man and the rest will be sold to Ireland, to the UK and to Europe. So do you think the government wants Kroger to... Well, I've never heard the government say they don't want Kroger to succeed. I think they've always wanted to know what the market um, argument was for it. Anyway, uh, the news tells us that the hospital is busy with children's dental problems, which take up time and money, says Sue. My daughter's had her children on the NHS waiting list for nearly two years. Her eldest turns five this year. So they're going to be expected to pay at the private practice. Young families simply can't afford this. So no wonder children's dental health is poor. Pregnant women are also being denied their, their right to free care. So why doesn't the government pick up the tab under the NHS for private care to address this problem? My DEN plan is £34 a month uh, just for me, so goodness knows what it would cost for a family. Well, everybody wants nice teeth, don't they? How long is it? How long have you been waiting to get on the um, the NHS uh, list for it? Uh, I've been on Den Plan for some years now, says Janie. About fifteen pounds a month, which entitles me to two checkups and two hygienist visits per year. I've chosen to prioritise my dental health rather than banging the desk as I've paid for it, as there are others more in need than me. The poor dental health of Isle of Man children is largely the responsibility of parents, and many should hang their heads in shame, says Janie. Also, uh, there was a note in from James who said, Andy, there is a simple way not to have to go to the dentist. It's don't drink sugary drinks and don't eat chocolate. Oh, come on. How would you have fun in life if you didn't uh, eat chocolate and drink fizzy drinks? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Regarding um, the dentists and taxi plates for sale, taxi plates aren't allowed to be sold under law. It's the goodwill of the business that's sold, not the plate. I'm a registered keeper of a plate. The overall owner is the government. Just like betting shops and chemist licences... Thank you, James, putting us straight today. I go to Tracy Bell, and I can only praise her. Tracy's an excellent dentist, and I'm afraid you get what you pay for. I'm extremely pleased with Tracy's work. She's done my teeth. I can smile again, says Texter754. Big grin. Thank you. So we're talking about Kroger on Monday with the chief exec, Richard Hubble. We're open line for Friday tomorrow. Hope you get through the snow. W-I-N-T.